Mocha Radio. Nothing can stop me, I'm all the way up. Good morning. It is 9.19 a.m. and it's a Monday, so that means that you're listening to Mocha Radio, your week in review, uh, now on video. I think we should make them pay for video. That's one of my new ideas. (laughs) I don't know if anyone would. It's a a good point. I I don't know why you would. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't... Doing it is, is just a pain, and it's made me, for some reason, just out of curiosity as to what other people are doing, it's made me much more inclined to watch YouTube, which I hate. It's like I've been probably watched more YouTube in the past couple of weeks than I have in the past calendar year. Seeing how people edit podcast videos? And just in general now, like the quality and stuff, it all <laughs> bothers me. I'm obsessed with it now. But... uh it is Monday, September 9th, Mocha Radio with me, Chip Kosh, and Blackjack Morris. Blackjack Morris. Um, we don't go by uh, Jack and Coke anymore. It wasn't ever a drug reference, but yes, it, it was not okay. So we're not doing that anymore. Uh, live from Frontier Ford Studios in San Jose, California. That's, that's uh, about all that I can think of thank you for listening that, that that's your thing. intro ramble that's my intro ramble so that new theme song though what do you think of that the, um inspired by ransom by little tekka no not quite so a couple of inspirations going on one you know I've, I've got that nice pair of headphones right yeah and i ultimately started or i i, I tried out title the the music streaming service that no one uses the jay-z the one, Jay-Z one. Yeah. Because you could get the lossless audio things. I, I did the free trial of it. And it does sound whatever. It sounds fine. So I, I, you know, usually I just go and listen to the same set of songs. But after, you know, to see how they sound on that thing, because I know them fine. But after that, I think of songs that are what I consider bad musically. And I, I try them out with the headphones or whatever to see <laughs> how they how it how it sounds. And the first one I could think of is this one that Andrew Schaefer had been singing that I had to look up. I guess it's Ransom with the dollar sign. <laughs> and he, he goes, I got black, I got white, I got white, I got black, what you want, or something like that. And then he just starts naming all these colors. Didn't make any sense to me. Like, colors that I hadn't said out of my mouth in also a calendar year, like aquamarine and turquoise and whatnot. So little tech is on the come up. He says that he's on the come up. He said he's like YVN Namir. And I think that that's when both of us stopped knowing the names of any rappers. Because I remember you said YVN Namir is next. That was your, <laughs> yeah. that was your take. You spotted on that one. But, uh, so I, I played that on the headphones, whatever, <laughs> with the title. And then I went, the next song I thought of was Fat Joe All the Way Up, yeah. French Montana. And then I thought with our whole Biggie thing that it would make a good intro for this show. The so, Biggie. There was Biggie. You know how you know you know we did the hypnotize one. Oh yeah. I just think it's funny because it's not really like us. 
but it's also oh, no. kind of cool and stuff. Yeah. So that that's all thing. But yeah, no, neither of us are really rap guys. I saw that Ozzy Osbourne is on the the new, the post, new post album, album out of something Hollywood something, and I I still don't think it's enough to make me listen to it. <laughs> Even to hear what that sounds like. I'd like to listen to the song that he's on, but I wouldn't listen to the whole yeah, album. Yeah, I might listen to the song. So, you like the, the, the theme song, though. Shakes, get back to us with the with the official one. I want to get that ball rolling. Oh, yeah, that's been Somebody making ready animation. for It's been months. at least months. Yeah. So, break faster, week in review. What did you eat this weekend? Uh, I actually, I had a Hot Pocket. You had a Hot Pocket? Yeah. Um, <laughs> the whole Gaffigan's pizza bit. I also had um, some cheese on toast, some tomato soup, a bit of oatmeal, tomato a lot of tea. Soup. Yeah. Um, With the grilled cheese or solo? Well, cheese on toast. And then you dip that into yeah. the... You know what's funny? Have you ever... Did you run out of cheese on toast before you ran out of tomato soup? Always. You always do. Yeah. And it's almost impossible to eat the tomato soup afterwards because once you dip into a thing, once you remove it, it becomes so bland. Like I, I feel that with uh, bread, right? If I'm dipping, br- it, it works the opposite okay, too. If so I'm dipping bread into red sauce with pasta, then I'm just eating plain bread, you know, like table bread. I it, it, no, it no, tastes no, no. so bland. You you finish the the cheese on toast and then you have the soup left over. Yes. I but after fine. after you've experienced the cheese and toast plus tomato soup, just tomato soup for me, my mouth is tricked into. So you think it that you like should water. just go for the tomato soup until the point where the rest of it <laughs> will get just soaked enough. up? Okay. I think that I do that. Honest to God, Ugh. yeah, Ugh. It's, that's a weird. I'm weird. Okay. What I about your very textural with my eating weekend my, eats? My weekend eats. The big one that I thought you'd want to hear: two pizzas on Saturday by accident. I made one for lunch, and then uh, I was brought home a mar- another margarita from uh, Fratello's. And uh, honest, honestly, growth for me, I wasn't thrilled when I saw the pizza. I, I really did say to myself, I already had one today. You ate two entire pizzas? Anthony had eaten a slice of the other one, so it was, it was almost all pizza. Was it a large pizza? It was a personal pizza. Oh, that's not even big then. Yeah, but it's... It's, it, was, it was decent sized. I mean, it wasn't small. It wasn't like an eight, you know. Okay, still. The pizza it could grew. have fed two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's an awful way to, to, to put it. I've been uh, taking some of the my longest showers of my life with that new hot water heater. It really is nuts. Having hot water? That much of it. Yeah, welcome to the uh, 1900s. We have hot water. Uh, but long showers are overrated. You think? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Because if you're in the hot water for too long, it hurts your skin. You I don't get, go that hot. You get too warm. I, I don't like it that hot. And it's just waste water. Yeah, well, that, that second part is true. I've gotten a couple little wrap it up yeah. type of things. Yeah, because you're a 20-minute shower guy. So. No, I'm not. I have no sense of time in the showers. So exactly. I, I very well could be, but I, I don't want to look at a timer. It would scare me. We celebrated the, the 18th birthday of, I, don't, I guess we can't really call him friend of the program, indirect friend of the program, friend of ours, like, uh, 
the 18th birthday, mm-hmm. happy adulthood to Max Flux. We have a plan for an 18th birthday celebration for this show for you when December rolls around. But this whole... And I'm still uh, ignorant. About what I, it's going to be? Still, I still don't know what oh, it's going to be. Oh, we actually do. There are a couple of surprises. Once that, surprises. once that forward money okay. rolls in. But the notable thing about that night was you coined the word thieving. And you insisted that I wrote it down. Now, can you give me a definition? Because I really was getting out. Okay. This is Thieven. right when I was about to leave, by the way. And Jack said, oh, you're just going to chop out like that? You also said chop out. I don't know if I've ever heard chop out before. <laughs> <laughs> so you got two chop words, out. which is a, which is pretty good. You get about five to ten words a year that you make up. <laughs> chop out, I think, is pretty self-explanatory. I understood it. Yeah, but thieving? <laughs> F-E-V-I-N. I think thieving is the new steezing, I think. That's good. I can deal with that. Yeah. So shakes is thieving would be the yeah. Urban Dictionary example yeah. sentence. If he's got like rolled up khaki pants and yeah, you know, skateboard he's or got those vans, and he's yeah. got his vans on, yeah. or his his high top chucks, or his high top Converse. I wish I had pictures of him like that too. Well, actually, we definitely have pictures of him like that. That if you're watching, might be somewhere around here. Also, my challenge for us, limited to this episode, is how many times can we say hella? To this one episode? And just over the course of the episode, just try and use it. Because I think okay. our no-cap theory is correct. I think if we start saying hella, people will stop saying hella, and I'd be happy with that. Okay. Somebody no. somebody told me I should stop saying pot and, and, and say something else. Not because any of us are marijuana users. It was in the context of you shouldn't smoke pot. But they said that I should call it tree. I don't think I could ever say that. And I think that I you said... You definitely... Yeah, I, I couldn't see you saying tree. And I said, if I said tree, it would ruin your word. You wouldn't be able to say <laughs> it anymore. So I think that our theory about that is correct. The other thing I forgot to talk about is, did you notice the pizza at the end of the theme song? Yeah. I had that idea after thinking about it, and I was in a situation super inside specific reference to pizza. A very inside reference. Very, very inside reference. But unfortunately, you've put that into my brain that in a situation where I would think of that, that's when I was thinking about that and you. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Uh, weekend watches. I watched Hella College Football. You watched Hella College Football. And hella NFL. I watched Hella College Football yeah. and Hella NF2, NFL 2. I caught the uh, LSU-Texas game. Tough for Texas. Tough for Texas. Very tough for Texas. Uh, most of the Stanford USC game, and uh, all of the Michigan Army game. So I was on the couch for hell hours, probably. <laughs> I think we like got to cancel this. Six or seven hours. I think it's going to just ruin the episode. So I saw McConaughey was on the sidelines. Yeah. And sort of his whole thing, and big, he was with, uh, with big mouthed f bomb after LSU twisted the dagger in the fourth quarter. That's right. On air. Greg Abbott. Texas governor yeah. was with him. Mm-hmm. I totally forgot the guy who was in a wheelchair. Oh yeah, he's the only governor in a wheelchair. It said something like the first governor since uh, George Wallace, who yeah, the wheelchair. He he got shot right because Wallace. Yeah, I just know him as the Alabama Alabama the, uh, opposed civil rights. Guy. Yeah, I think that the Manson girl shot him, uh, and that's why he's in the wheelchair. 
tough game for Texas being back. There was also a Pac-12 after, like, really after dark. I don't know if you heard about this. At 7.51, less than 15 minutes after kickoff, a barrage of lightning strikes forced teams into their locker rooms. This is Cal versus UW. At UW. So this makes sense. Back in the locker rooms, for the first hour or so, spectators oohed and awed at the bolts of lightning down from the sky, but most rolled out as the delay continued. Even Husky Stadium DJ Mikey Harrell exhausted his list of weather-related songs before discovering a YouTube channel for rain delays. By the time play resumed, which was about 10.45, there were probably 16 or 17,000 people left in the stadium. So I thought Pac-12 After Dark is the Pac-12 game that starts at about 8.30 on Saturday. Nobody, It never gets talked about because it just doesn't exist on the East Coast. Nobody tunes into the 11.30 football game. So I always like to watch it because it goes late. And usually something weird happens. In jump, it's sort of, you can assume that. I thought that the Hawaii game, which kicked off at 9 p.m., would be the real after dark game. Things really started at 10.45. I, I watched it till the end. It ended up being a good game at the end. Yeah, Cal pulled away. But what do you think about weather-related Randolay songs and DJ Mikey Harrell of Husky well, I, State? I mean, do you think he's a student? Oh, yeah. You know I got rained out at a Cubs game over the summer. That's right. That's right. No, we didn't get any songs. They didn't play? No. So, can you think of any? Of a rain song? Or the Minecraft theme song, I think. C418 would, would work. Is that because it, it it's raining in the background? Uh, I just think it works. I think it, Okay. Um, Thunderstruck? Maybe, if the vibe's right. Or like... Um, Aboriginal, um, what's the big uh, instrument? They no, have? see, I think it's just like a pun, but uh, the whoa, 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 that yeah. thing. Yeah, what's that called? Didgeridoo. Didgeridoo music. <laughs> Riders on the storm. Yeah. Have you ever seen the rain? No. The the credence. I know, but yeah. no. I'd love to go to that YouTube channel though. I wish we had a guy, like a producer type of guy, who did all this, did the video. And could look up things like the what the rain delay channel, like Jamie. We need a Jamie. <laughs> I've been thinking about it every time I listen to the listen to Joe Rogan. It's us versus Joe Rogan, really, because <laughs> yeah. a lot of people. We were a lot of people's first podcast, and which is really odd, but Rogan is why people want the video because I guess you know he sort of just does the video. I don't think it's an emphasis of his. I think he really is podcast-focused, and that's where his ads are and stuff, and he's not monetizing. Mm -hmm. He just has a huge YouTube following. So people are used to that whole thing. It's tough for us to be up against Rogan. It's not... We have the firepower. I don't know if we have the um, breadth. Obviously, we don't have the breadth. I'm just saying if people, like, our episode comes out, and then it's, like, Joe Rogan and a guy talking about... You know, gorilla versus bear. Gorilla versus bear and smoking DMT and stuff. We're not. I don't know if we can come out on top. No, we don't have to. So I'm, I'm, I've been considering us, us v Joe Rogan, how that goes. Also spotted uh, was John Legend at the Minnesota v Fresno State game. His you nephew is Michael Brown Stevens, a freshman receiver for the Gophers. Here's a photo of that. Uh, no, I. He, he, was, he was in Fresno. He's a, he is oh, great. That's John Legend. I'm thinking John of John Legend. Mayer. I don't know what John Mayer looks like. 
never you, you play off that whole John Mayer thing. I don't know about Never that. heard a John Mayer song. Okay. But these people are looking like they've can't imagine why somebody would ever go to Fresno. There's I, no way he stayed the night. Maybe in maybe in like a RV or something. Maybe in a no way in a hotel. Do you see how excited? I mean, I bet he drove to LA after that. Yeah, probably. That I don't know. I just thought that that was funny. Anytime anybody goes to Fresno, I think we should be reporting on it. I mean, I guess they have that stadium, <laughs> Fresno Watch, Fresno Watch, aka Mocha Radio. Uh, NFL Week One. Basically watched Red Zone all day yesterday. I don't know about you. Partially because... I don't buy Red Zone. Neither do I. That, and ignore that. Just imagine that didn't happen. But if you do watch it, there is a funny moment when the games are cutting to convert. Like, the whole, like, broadcast switching and stuff is awesome. I missed Red Zone. And I found... Co- ESPN goal line is red zone for college. So they sort of do have it. But I had to watch red zone because we're so close in our fantasy. Yeah, I'm up by like three points, and we both have one guy tonight. And it looks like you've got it. I te- I was texting with uh, Shakes. I was like, I can't lose. To- you don't understand how disturbed I would be to lose to you. And it's so aggravating because, one, so much chance goes into it. It, I mean, there's the whole draft thing, and I can't control it at all right now. So I'm just, it's it's me versus you. We're in fisticuffs right now, and I'm literally can't drive. You know, you can't stop thinking about losing to me. I can't stop thinking about losing to me. What would that do to you? Honestly, I'm sort of starting to accept the idea of it because it looks like you will, and I am disturbed by it. You you just don't get it. Well, actually, you probably do get it. You probably do get it. Oh, I couldn't lose to you. You couldn't lose no. to me. And I'm screwed. Patrick Mahomes looks like he's hurt or injured. It, it looks like he's injured. Other thing from our fantasy league is Brian Harder renamed his team to For Your Abusement, which just isn't funny. Busting up Brian not funny. Was it's not funny on the surface, and it's not funny ironically. No. I don't get it. I don't get it either. Weston at Bram is way better. So this week in Bezos, an anonymous climate change activist group group released a, an, an anonymous video that looks like it was made by an ad agency asking Jeff Bezos to buy the Amazon rainforest. Let's play this. We'll have it right Let here. Let you listen to it. Let you listen to it right here. This is why we need Jamie. Hey, Jamie. Pull that up, Jamie. Hey, Jamie, pull that up. Yeah, exactly. Dear Jeff, Amazon is still on fire. The other one, yours is doing okay. We have an investment opportunity for you. Buy the Amazon rainforest. Buy it, then don't touch it. Instead, hold it in trust for the world. Protect all the plant life and wildlife that help us to breathe. Protect the indigenous people whose knowledge is priceless. You get the point of that, right? Yeah. I'm very scared of that group, though. Of that group? Anything anonymous? Because it makes me think of anonymous, which I also fear. I fear saying it right now. internet group anonymous? Yeah. Hacks bad people? Yeah, with the Guy Fox masks? I would not be surprised if Bezos buys out the Amazon. It really would be a great ad. Great PR. 
it would put him in the history books for good. Yeah. And the whole thing, they were saying, buy it and don't touch it. But the it. thing is, he would absolutely touch it. He would probably put a Blue Origin missile launching system. Well, he gets to do at least one. The thing is big. It's big. Amazon it's Rainforest big. is yeah, big. Yeah, that's true, but still. <laughs> I don't... You know, I want the Amazon... It's like 20% of it has been destroyed. ...to survive, but I don't know if I want Bezos on it. You don't know if you want the Amazon logo when you enter it. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to have to pay to go in or... Have royalties for the Amazon range. You think you'll go to the Amazon? I bet I will. I'd like to. This is one of those things where you're like, well, you never know if you actually will do something like that, but it would be cool. Yeah. Except for the spiders, and of course, they're the snakes. Yeah, the snakes. So that's top of my mind for us. I still can't get over that Lil Nas X, Katy Perry photo. Kind of want to hang it. Uh oh. Kind of want to hang it up in the studio. Yeah. Unbelievably funny. <laughs> Katie P. Oh my God. You can't let him off the hook for that. Never forget. But Lil Nas X got me thinking about the Walmart Yodel Kid. Mason Ramsey. Mason Ramsey. Because I was going through Lil Nas X Twitter and stuff, and maybe they hung out or something, or it was a Miley Cyrus thing. I don't know how it happened. I went down a little Twitter rabbit hole. End up on Mason Ramsey's YouTube page. He has a new song. Well, it's actually not new. This is, we're very late to things. This is me on YouTube now. I would have never, ever ended up there. He has this new song, though. The video is a trip. I Googled it. He's 12. I think. Take is that Anthony's age? Anthony's age. So I, I won't ever knock this kid because, I mean, that's awesome. I would have loved to be him when he was 12. But uh, take a look at this. See if... Just just take a look. That's probably about all that we need. It is actually a catchy song. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it would be, like, illegal for us to date that girl. Did you notice the girl, the female lead she in the looked, video? She looked young? She yeah. looks at least 18. Oh, yeah. It's bizarre. <laughs> I don't know why nobody's picked up on this. I guess <laughs> they think that it's sort of cute. Okay, well, it would be weird for... <laughs> You know, adult viewers to see a 12-year-old Mason Ramsey trying to... That didn't stick out to you? Flirt with a 12-year-old girl. Like, but I'd... he wins her over. <laughs> Still. <laughs> Obviously, it's a music video. But he wins her over. Anyway, I couldn't get over that. I didn't know who to tell. What the Musk. What the Musk. Uh... Duh. Duh. That's, I was happy to write that out. Do you want to read this one out? Elon Musk's brain chip could be as dan could be dangerous of the mind? Could, says scientist. Could be dangerous to, to the, the mind. mind. Uh, I'm a yeah. teleprompter guy. Says scientist. Um, so almost exactly a month ago, <laughs> Musk introduced <laughs> a room of engineers and curious consumers to a sci-fi sounding invention made by this neurotechnology startup Neuralink. 
an implantable brain chip that will merge biological intelligence with machine intelligence. And that terrifies the hell out of me. Per Musk's description, this chip will be installed in a person's brain by drilling a 2mm hole in the skull. Quote, the interface to the chip is wireless, so you have no wires poking out of your head, he assured. So this is... I like that I end up pulling quotes from, like, the stupidest written news sources that, when read out loud, made that sound so strange. I don't think anybody reads out their stuff, like, realizes how that sounded. I guess I could have rewritten it. I guess I kind of read that like a news... I, I guess it was that was that you were having some fun with it. Mm-hmm. So I think that this might be almost him trolling in a, in a weird way, just because even the dumbest human being would say, "Oh, the Matrix, just the Matrix," right? In the skull, whole thing. I say cyborg. You say cyborg. Yeah. I'm worried that that guy who goes the Matrix, the Matrix, gets one of these things in his skull. I'm too scared to do it, and we just get, I don't know if you'll do it, but we just get left in the dust, and everybody else has these sort of computer brands, and and, and we're just going, oh, natural. I'd be very skeptical. You'd be skeptical? Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't want to have it put in. This will be the last time we ever do this segment, but uh, Trump, stable genius... saw this one coming as reported last week here against basically everybody's wisdom we didn't understand the hurricane i still didn't understand the hurricane if you know what happened i don't trump kept saying though that the hurricane was going to hit alabama and it became a political thing became a meme became a meme he made it a meme it didn't and then that's when he took it into a different direction last night yeah with this no Two nights ago, when he tweeted out this bewildering video. It's a cat, for those who can't see. Sitting on a CNN sign. uh, Trump's... Got his laser. Got a laser he's, pointer. He's pointing at the uh, supposed at the map, uh, doctored map that he showed yeah. of the path hitting Bama, and the cat and the cat's falling trying laser to get pointer the laser to, pointer to to Bama. What a video! What a video! But then supposedly he was following a legitimate thing. We can't do it after the whole squad thing last week and the way. That we are, and how sensitive this stuff really is, despite how funny I think both of us sometimes find it. I don't think we we can handle it. But he's going down a Musk path real fast. The fact that we've had two Trump memes (laughs) back-to-back, and we started covering Musk when he started doing it, and that's why we're covering the president. Honest to God, for me, this was like a big, like... Oh, this is real type of moment. Like looking at this, that, that was yeah, difficult I, so for I me to get over. I saw the video and then I had to click on the handle to make sure it wasn't a parody mm-hmm. account. Blew my mind that that he's in the White House. That that really did it to me. Quick space update: Space Command took flight last week. Another Trump thing, kind of. They're doing their 2019 space war game. The scenario is set in 2029. There's some cool posters of it out there. 
They don't tell you much, though. Oh, they'll never tell us. We want in. I want in. Yeah. If they, if you are involved in the space war games with all the international agencies communicating, I hope it's against the aliens. I want it. ASAP. <laughs> I think they're doing it right now. You want it? Of course. What are you distracted by? I'm just thinking about this. Thinking about the war game? Uh, think about fighting aliens. Yeah, me too. So uh, this week's Russian tale, Russian archaeologists unearth ancient iPhone, in quotes, from 2,100-year-old grave. Uh, we had a photo of that. You know, I've done this sort of bit before, but legitimately... After all the Russian tales we've had on this show, I'm not phased by that at all. This is what it looks like. This is, uh, <laughs> 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 it with the skeleton. It's an amazing That's photo. how they found it. So I realized after I wrote it that I got this from RT, which is actually a state-run Russian media site for residents of the United States. So that's where I'm getting these stories from now on. I think I have in the past without thinking about it. <laughs> From the jump, though, anytime you hear about Russian archaeologists, you don't think ethics. You don't think <laughs> it's sort of Indiana Jones-style yeah. ransacking, I mean, craziness. Ancient temples. So they said they found a, a stylish ancient accessory which looks like and fits into the hand as an iPhone or any other modern smartphone, working at a unique site known as the Russian Atlantis. That really tickles the imagination, doesn't it? The Russian Atlantis. That's about it out of that. I mean, I was just hoping that they were really claiming that it was an ancient iPhone. They just thought it, thought it looked like it. I think it was a belt buckle. I could, I think, though, you and me could do a summer internship at RT Russian International The, the News National Media? Here. For, Is it based for here? America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They put videos on YouTube in English. But do they run it out of Russia? I don't know. Because it's all Americans. It's like those when you'll see American guys doing Chinese state videos, just a white guy from Massachusetts or something. It's yeah. very strange. I would do a summer there with them. In summer in Russia? I, I mean, I would prefer... In front of the camera? I would prefer to do a summer on so we're the doing, Russian Atlantis as an archaeologist. But I think that we could do a summer behind the camera doing Russian tales, and we're not saying... We're saying only in Russia, but in a positive way. It's a, it, we're saying it is a good thing. Okay. I would do that. So act fast. Fur clothing bans advance in California. A bill that would ban the sale of fur coats, hats, handbags, gloves, and earmuffs. Accessories with fur trim and most other uses is whipping through the California legislature on the heels of similar bans in the state's two largest cities, L.A. and San Francisco. We don't own any fur yet. Stock up while you can. But as men of luxury, I mean, we exude luxury, <laughs> exorbitance. Yeah. We push the line, too. It's a little edgy wearing fur, right? It's retro vintage chic. I might have to cop soon, especially if that Ford money rolls in, especially if you're 18th, we roll around in some mink. I would get otter. You would get otter? Yeah, you would kind of have to splurge and go for otter, huh? 
We also got to get snakeskin gloves, which yeah, is also that's, that's, hard to do. That's been in a long time running. No, but um, you can buy snakeskin on Amazon or uh, eBay. Sorry, really on eBay. Uh, I don't know if it's legal or not, but you can. It's it's there, so you get a get the skin and then commission the gloves. It's doable. I think we should do it. We should find a guy who's willing to do it. Get a snakeskin dealer. Uh, we're, we're iffy on time. I had a thing about uh, scientists disproving, supposedly disproving the Loch Ness monster. But quick tidbit: they're from New Zealand. I think it's some BS. New Zealand doesn't have any predators. They sent some guys over to Scotland to find their one famous. That's basically Scotland's thing, and try to disprove it. Why did it have to be New, New Zealand researchers? They did DNA from the thing. They said it's an eel. I've seen those photos. It's not an eel. And I think that the world is better when things like the Loch Ness Monster exist in my brain. Oh, I yeah. don't know about you. Yeah. Well, not directly. Uh, so do you want to do – I don't have my phone. but I de- could do Defend, defend Your Like. Defend Your Like real quick. Uh, I don't know do if you, you guys remember it. down there? No, I don't. So you could just do me today. I'll get you next week. Okay. But Defend Your Like is when uh, we sort of play watchdog on each other's Twitter accounts. We go through their likes and we find of each other things that sort of seem questionable. Need a bit of defending. Keeps it honest. Okay, so my first one, uh, tweet by David Henry. Lana Del Rey, I will be in New Haven from today's date, September 5th, until November 23rd. Lana Del Rey, if you're anywhere near Connecticut, you are invited to hang out with me. Please, Lana Del Rey, if you want to hang out, please text me Lana Del Rey. Okay, I'll explain. So that's David DeRuder on Twitter, who graduated from here. He's going to Yale sort of like to make fun of him to his face when I can, just, you know, busting chops. But I like that tweet because I don't know if it had to, if it corresponded with it, but basically there was a whole controversy where journalists had backed up a journalist on some side. I don't remember. I don't, I don't think it was Pitchfork, but they slammed Lana Del Rey's newest album and she slammed them back. And a lot of people were saying, you know, that's not your place, whatever. And I thought that that was just a bizarre thing to write ever, but thought that it was funny because it didn't make a claim whatsoever about the whole journalism thing. And she was literally trending for that. Very specific. Not that funny, but in the context, it was kind of funny. Okay, moving on. Tweet from Lil B, the based god. Is Lil B artistic or autistic? Lil B. If you know Lil B on Twitter or know his whole game, he follows me on Twitter. I'm one of like six million. I think he follows more than anybody. 1.5. 1.5 million. If you know his whole game, he just retweets everything, likes everything, says stuff that doesn't matter. He wants girls to tweet uh, feet, pictures of their booty, but he needs their feet and their face in it. That's their contingency, and he wants them to write his name all over it and he'll just retweet 20 pictures of some girl in her house taking pictures of herself with a little b thank you base god all over her body he's the best account on twitter that was a great tweet after liam ryan after liam ryan that's right we okay. didn't make that claim i'm not next tweet from joey coco diaz look what popped up op facebook the many saints of newark with this accompanying image yeah, so the Many Saints of Newark is uh, the news. They're doing a Sopranos prequel movie, my favorite TV show of all time. If you know Joey Coco Diaz, he's one of the funniest guys of all time. Crazy dude. He's Cuban. But he looks exactly like that guy in the trailer for for the Sopranos movie, which I don't know if I'm excited about. 
Or, so there's either a lookalike out there in this movie, because he would get cast in that, or he's in the movie. So I thought that that was cool. I think that's about all that we have time for if we want to do the social moral dilemmas. And I think that we have some good ones. So I'm sort of want to do We've got some heaters. We have some heaters. So you know, everybody knows social and moral dilemmas. Uh, It's sort of when we test out situations that usually I find myself in that I don't know how to act, and I don't know if I acted poorly or I need some guidance. From Jack, the voice of reason. I don't know if I should ever tell you that. Why? Call you the voice of reason. Don't worry about it. So let's just say, here's number one. Let's just say we have this close mutual friend. Call him. I don't. I don't want to say his name. Call him Ovid. I think we'll just call him Shakes. We'll just say it's Shakes. Okay. I can't speak to the world, but I, I, for you, but I, you know, want the best for him. All that. In general, he was about overdue for a little boost in confidence. This weekend, he shared an intimate moment, and it was big for him. Big for everybody. Big for everybody. It sent shockwaves. But the issue, it was a blatant public display of affection. And it was the only one going on in the situation. It would have made, if you weren't so impressed by it, you were uncomfortable with it. I was hyped. How do we forgive him or react to it or sort of deal with it how do we log this one in in our memories i don't think uh we owe him or he owes us forgiveness i don't think he owes us forgiveness i think we have to forgive him for doing such a social sin. i don't think he was in the wrong there you don't think he was in the wrong no that's when it's always in the wrong no yes i think it's like offsetting penalties in the nfl or when they they have to throw out evidence in in court because of the Fifth Amendment and they uh, that weed doesn't exist because we got it without you know the Fifth Amendment. I think he doesn't get any credit for it. He doesn't get any punishment for it. You yeah, think he deserves? Fair. I think yeah, it's neutral. It's a neutral incident. I thought it was cool. It was definitely cool. Well, you weren't there. It you doesn't didn't, matter. Didn't see it. I saw it building. I called it. I saw you the body. I saw it. the body language. No, it. I did. I know him. I saw the body language. I've never seen him you talk with his hands. I've it. never seen him talk with his hands before I texted you that. I've, he was talking with his hands. He was real close to her. It, it looked like it was about that one. And it happened right when I left. Okay. Another one. We could deal with this one quickly, I think. It's known to most of the people around me, I don't like germs, especially from strangers, and especially people at school, because I don't trust them with anything. I do try to not make a big deal about it. Sometimes I fail, obviously. But there are some exceptions. Last Thursday was one of them. It wasn't good. During math class, a table mate turned towards, turned towards me, and with basically his elbow down here, not aimed towards it, sneezed all over me. I was frozen, and there was sort of an audible gasp from the people around me. I couldn't look at him. And then, as he's about to apologize, he doubles down, does it again. Sneezed on me once again. He has another direction to turn to. I'm sitting perpendicular to him. My question is, 
I totally tried the best I could not to freak out on him and freak out at the situation. I really did. But am I socially obligated to be polite in any facet? Well, yeah, but I wouldn't, I would have confronted him about it. I wasn't going to say bless you to him. No, I would have said, really? I would have done that. He starts apologizing. I'm freaking out. I have to wait for the class. I'm getting important instruction. And then I have to take out some wet wipes and stuff. I'm really freaking out. Was your was I, your arm exposed? I ref, yes. I refused oh. to make eye contact with him is what I did. I d- and I did the sort of, he's saying, I'm sorry, and I'm sorry, it's fine. Like, I was, like, doing the sort of, like, accepting the apology, but clearly not accepting the apology type of thing. I was sort of, sort of socially grateful for the occurrence. I mean, I, I dealt with one of the things I despised the most. Yeah, that was, you dealt with it impressively well, I'm a, I guess. I felt like a big man for that. No, I didn't. I mean, thank you. But you're not obligated to say bless you for one. Never. If they sneeze on you, no bless you. No God bless no. you. No gesundheit. I never say God bless you anyways. Really? Ever. I always say bless you. Some situations. Because I used to say it to coughs, but then someone said, oh, you'd only do it for sneezes. Only do it to sneezes. So then you'd, I just you stopped. sometimes have difficulty differentiating or what? I just thought it was for coughs too. Well... On Mocha Radio, nothing can stop us because we're all the way up. Nothing can stop Jack from coming up with the tagline, but he hasn't yet. I'm guessing. Have you come up with the tagline? No. And this whole paper thing, I don't know. There has to be a better way. Thank you uh, if you watch this on YouTube, if you uh, on iTunes, Spotify. Spotify still doing well. Still predominantly female audience. That's awesome. Uh, cool. Uh, and... See you next time. I thought you're, you're supposed to kind of do it with me. It's supposed to be uncomfortable. You can at least do something with me. You know, just see you next. See you next time.